0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? More details and just a few tickets left at
0: Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. This
2: is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Friday, the 31st of March in London, coming up today.
1: Historic indictment. President Trump is charged over a porn star hush money payment.
2: Easy does it. Banks suck up less cash from the Fed's emergency
1: backstop. 0.08%. UK's marginal boost from joining an Indo-Pacific free trade bloc.
3: Business confidence is on the up, a smoke and mirrors economic crime plan. Those
2: are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leanne Gerens. Plus, out of orbit, Branson's Virgin satellite launch business is grounded.
0: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts.
1: Good morning. I'm Alex Webb.
2: And I'm Caroline Hepker. Here are the stories that we're following today.
1: Former U.S. President Donald Trump has been indicted in New York on charges related to a hush money payment to a porn star during his 2016 campaign. The formal accusation of a crime means Trump will now have to appear before a court to answer that charge in what's known as being arraigned. Bloomberg's Bruce Einhorn has the details.
4: The arraignment could happen as early as Tuesday. As far as what's actually in the indictment, that's the big question we don't know, because the potential crime here of paying hush money payments and then misleading the state about what it is in your business records in New York, that's usually just a misdemeanor. In order to make it a felony, that has to be in furtherance of another crime. And so what that other crime is, whether it's campaign finance violation, whether it's tax violation, whether it's something else. That still something that we just don't know about.
1: In a statement, Trump, who is running for president again, said the indictment is, quote, political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. He is the first former U.S. president to be indicted in history.
2: And in a moment, we'll hear a little bit more from Bloomberg's Bruce Einhorn. He's going to join us live. Uh, Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, says that the prosecution is clearly politically motivated. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the details.
3: Pence says Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg ran on prosecuting Donald Trump. It's been a long time since I was in law school, but I remember the old saying... You can indict a ham sandwich, right? Uh, The threshold, the burden of proof is very low. Prosecutors make decisions, discretionary decisions about what they bring all the time. Pence also says he will decide on whether to testify on the classified document in January 6 investigations
1: in the next few days. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Banks are using the Fed's emergency lending programs less in a sign that demand for liquidity may be stabilizing. The latest weekly data shows outstanding borrowing dropping to $153 billion from $164 billion. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the turmoil of recent weeks is an opportunity to strengthen the system.
2: These events remind us of the urgent need to complete unfinished business, to finalize post-crisis reforms, Consider whether deregulation may have gone too far and repair the cracks in the regulatory perimeter that the recent shocks have revealed.
1: Yellen's speech to the NABE Economic Policy Conference comes as the White House plans tougher rules for mid-sized banks.
2: And in US monetary policy, the Fed's preferred inflation indicator, personal consumption expenditure, comes out later today. The Boston Fed President Susan Collins says that tighter credit conditions may help with inflation.
0: While the banking system does remain strong and resilient, recent developments will likely lead banks to take a somewhat more conservative outlook and to tighten lending standards, thus contributing to slowing the economy and reducing inflationary pressures. And these developments may partially offset the need for additional rate increases.
2: Collins added that she still thinks that more rate rises are needed to bring down price rises. But Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin disagreed, saying that it's too early to judge the impact of the bank turmoil. Neither Collins nor Barkin are voting members on this year's FRMC.
1: Here in the UK, the country is set to join a trade pack with 11 Asia and Pacific nations, three years after officially leaving the EU. Speaking to Bloomberg, Cara Owen, the British High Commissioner to Singapore, sees it as a win for free trade.
0: With the UK joining, we're going to be the second biggest economy uh, within uh, the CPTPP group. And it turns it from a Pacific agreement into a global agreement of countries that are hugely motivated to retain uh, and advance free, open and fair trade.
1: The government says that joining the catchily named CPTPP will boost economic growth and geopolitical relations. However, the UK's own projections, published in 2021, show that joining the bloc will only boost GDP by 0.08%.
2: So uh, the last story then in terms of corporate news now, Virgin Orbit Holdings, the satellite launch company tied to billionaire Richard Branson, is ceasing operations indefinitely. That story now from Charlie Pellet.
0: The announcement came after it failed to secure additional funding. In a filing, the company said it is cutting 675 jobs or about 85% of its workforce. A spokesperson for Virgin Orbit says operations are being halted for the foreseeable future. The remaining 15% of employees will work on winding down the business. The move punctuates the rapid fall of the Long Beach, California-based company after a high-profile launch failure in January and to collapse in its stock price virgin orbit temporarily halted operations earlier this month while it sought additional capital in new york charlie pellet bloomberg daybreak europe
2: so those are a few of our top stories uh, this morning. Um, look, I don't want to. Uh, I think we need to talk about the story around uh, President Donald Trump, and um, we sort of knew, and uh, the former president himself had um, had tweeted a little while ago that he might be um, charged, arrested, um, and so you know people were were watching this. Now he's become the first former president actually to be indicted. So this is a kind of formal criminal charge, which is brought by a jury. And this, we think, around channeling hush money payments uh, to uh, Pornstar during his 2016 campaign. Trump has called the indictment political persecution. Joining us now is Bloomberg's Bruce Einhorn. Bruce, good to have you with us. So what exactly is this about? Do we think that it's about campaign finances and how they were used? How much do we know about the charge sheet, as it were?
4: Uh, Very little, because the indictment is still under seal. uh, So it's unlikely that we're going to see what's inside it for a while still. Uh, Possibly not until the uh, arraignment in court, which uh, former President Trump's lawyer said could happen as early as Tuesday. Uh, That said, there is a sort of wide expectation that it will be at least partially based on Uh, um, alleged falsification of business records related to that hush money payment. And then the big question is, what is the additional crime or crime? What are the additional crimes um, alleged here? Because uh, in order to get it up to a felony, uh, typically in a case like this, there needs to be another crime.
1: We're hearing all these words that actually aren't necessarily... Terribly familiar to a non US audience. Indictment, obviously, arrest, we know, arraignment. Does this mean we're going to see the former president, you know, put in handcuffs and doing a perp walk?
4: Um, uh, most likely not. Uh, so, Uh, uh, former President Trump lawyer has said that uh, he is not going to fight this. He's not going to stay in Florida and demand that uh, the district attorney then try to extradite him back to New York. Uh, So there is going to be uh, an orderly surrender to the court. Um, uh, At that point, uh, yes, the former president will have his fingerprints taken. He will have a a mugshot taken. Uh, Whether there'll be a perp walk, handcuffs, I think everybody suspects that that's highly unlikely.
2: Yeah, Okay. Um, This has been sort of... (laughs) described basically as a stick of dynamite in US politics, which is not short of those, I think. Loads of politicians have already weighed in on this. Trump has rejected the whole process. Republicans and, and Democrats are so bitterly divided. How do you think this is going to add? And there's so many layers to this story. How how do you think it's going to add in terms of political tension?
4: Uh, well, uh, there are currently only a handful of declared candidates for- for the Republican nomination. Former President Trump is one of them. Uh, So uh, some people uh, in the Trump camp and others in the Republican Party argue that this will uh, rally the base, that it will solidify his support and make it easier for him to go ahead. on the other hand, uh, uh, being under indictment is not always the best thing when you're when you're actually trying to, you know, run for office, certainly. Uh, and winning over independent voters might be harder if there are charges. Also keep in mind that this is the first indictment, but there may be more because the former president is under investigation in multiple places so there's the investigation going on in atlanta fulton county uh which is where atlanta georgia is um that's uh uh, the district attorney there is looking into uh, trump's attempts to overturn the election in georgia fall in 2020 Mm -hmm. uh there's also the uh the department of justice special counsel jack smith who's looking into all the events leading from um uh, the end of the election to uh, the January 6th uprising. He's also looking at the uh, the case involving the documents at Mar-a-Lago, so there could mm-hmm. be indictments coming there too. So th- New York is the first, but we may be having others. So former President Trump may be facing uh, quite a lot of uh, um, legal liability in the in the months ahead.
1: Is it significant electorally that ultimately the the f- you know, at least the first, if there are to be more to come, uh, you know, cases being brought is. I mean, it very much pertains to his relationship with women, and you know, as we look towards twenty twenty four, the impact that has on you know,
2: in, half the electorate on a, on, a, on a in a world that is now post Roe v Wade also, yeah. which is different to the twenty sixteen moment. I think
4: that's uh, that, that is a very good point, right? Because in twenty sixteen, while there were some people uh, uh, in the pro choice movement who were uh, warning that uh, a, a Trump victory could lead to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I think quite a lot of people were fairly complacent about that. Um, as we just saw in the 2020 midterms, this is an issue that has had quite an effect on rallying uh, Democratic voters. Uh, and so uh, the fact that this involves uh, uh, the former president's behavior with you know, an adult film actress uh, I don't think that that's going to make that much of a difference in the Republican primary, um, because it's no secret um, that the the president has had that there have been lots of accusations about the former president. um, And that hasn't seemed to damage him with his supporters up until now. Um, uh, But uh, yes, in, Mm. in a general election, it would be a very different story.
2: Okay, uh, thank you so much, Bruce, for being uh, with us. Uh, good to have you on the program this morning. So, Bloomberg's Bruce Einhorn, uh, the former president Donald Trump, becoming the first ex president to be uh, indicted. Coming up next on uh, the program, business confidence is on the up, a smoke and mirrors economic crime plan, and peanuts pay for a top cybersecurity job at the
0: Treasury.
1: The paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. So we're joined by Leanne Gerrans, who's going to talk us through some of the top headlines this morning. We're going to start with The Times, which has the headline, Business Confidence Hits 10 Month High, Lloyds Bank Barometer Shows. What's that all about?
3: Yes, indeed, Alex. So, UK firms are really turning more hopeful if you look at this latest survey. Business confidence has risen to its highest level in 10 months. Now, that's as companies just become increasingly more optimistic um, about filling all the staff shortages that we did see and the economic outlook for the country. So, the latest Lloyds Bank Business Barometer study shows optimism about the economy actually rose 11 points to 23% in the latest poll. So wage expectations, which are watched so closely by the Bank of England, we know core inflation is a key issue and they always watch this. This strengthened slightly in March, but Lloyd says the signs show that they have peaked from last year's highs. So it looks like those could be coming down, which they're saying is adding to the outlook of the economy. And Mm -hmm. Caroline was talking earlier today. Mads Peterson, and he's the Chief Investment Officer and Founder of Human Edge Investment Technology and he was really saying rising wages dry up core infla- um, drive up core inflation yeah. so this was one of the big positives that we can take away from the survey if we want to put it in yes. that kind of wrapper Caroline Yeah
2: and I think there's a couple of new bits of information about the UK economy that are sort mm-hmm. of interesting that came out just in the last few minutes which is that actually the house price drop in March was worse than we'd expected in terms of nationwide. So, you know, there's a real worry about you know, how solid is that consumer out there? Businesses, as you say, a bit more confident. Nationwide house prices fell 3.1% year on year. That's much more than the 2.2% we would expected. Also, the household savings ratio has gone up. We also just learned that. So 9.3% in the third quarter. So people are stashing away more cash. Does that help or hinder the economy? Um, I mean, yeah, it depends how you look at it. Yeah. It's quite complex. But um, Well, yeah. Caroline, do you remember that there was pent-up
3: demand that was yes. so talked about throughout the whole pandemic? There was lots of pent-up demand and were people spending that and would that spur the economy? Now I think people are going the other way and as you say, they're saving saving more and obviously house prices fell and really it's because we're paying more interest on, and lots of people are not going out to buy houses. So there's lots of going on in the economy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's also talk about The Guardian. The UK's economic crime plan, Smoke and Mirrors, without new funding. This is a story we've done a lot of work on, actually. We spoke to Margaret Hodge. We spoke to Lord Agnew about this. This is the economic and crime bill that's coming to the UK. So basically, the idea of like London not being London grad anymore...
3: Yes, indeed. And I feel like this is a great story because it's close to Caroline's heart in many ways. (laughs) She did interview Margaret Hodge, the Labour MP who chairs this all-party parliamentary um, group on anti-corruption. And she basically says, listen, Caroline, this economic plan could be smoke and mirrors because the funding is just inadequate Mm. and the investment in it. But the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, released the new strategy yesterday. That's really after a nine month delay. But critics, as well as Margaret Hodge, um, they're just saying that the government need to be stronger when tackling dirty money. You know, they need to really think about cracking down on kleptocrats and money laundering, sanctions busting and also fraud in the country. But this was also welcomed. Margaret Hodge said this has been a good step. We just need to reinforce things. And like you said earlier, Caroline, there has been a step change in this country. And we also saw that when Abramovich, he was, okay. of course, the mm-hmm. Chelsea owner, was um, had to sell the club.
1: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond.
2: Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com.
2: Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepker.
1: And I'm Alex Webb. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe.